like Bruce Lee said, don't pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. Welcome to the Zen Stoic Path, where we share a modern take on timeless wisdom to help you develop unshakable inner peace so that you can live a liberated life. I'm your host, Victor Pierantoni, and the co-founder and head liberation coach. Be sure to follow me on social at victor.liberatedlife for daily content. Let's get into the show. So in this episode, we're going to be getting into the four noble truths of Buddhism. Now, these are really important and fundamental to understand if you're going to be applying Zen Stoic philosophy into your life. The reason being is because it gives us a fundamental view of reality in a way that we can actually do something about it, in a way that turns our actions into meaningful pursuits towards our most important values in life. Now, we've gone through this in previous episodes before, but we're going to be doing an updated series here of the Four Noble Truths and the Zen Stoic rendition of the Eightfold Path, or what I like to call the Path of Liberation. So the reason why this is important is because understanding the Four Noble Truths gives us an understanding as to what the root of all of our pain and suffering is and a path forward of what to do about it. It's not just a matter of relieving yourself of the suffering of life or the pain that we experience in life or ridding yourself of unhappiness, but really what it is, at least the way that I look at it, is that every bit of suffering and pain that we experience in life is an opportunity that we get to set ourselves free just a little more. So everybody has their view of what the purpose of life is, and it's typically a question that is so big and abstract that most people don't ask themselves. But at least for myself, I ask myself this question all the time, and what I've come down to is that life is really and truly about learning about ourselves. And the process of learning about ourselves and learning about life and acquiring lessons and wisdom has a lot to do with what we do about our challenges and obstacles that we face in life, what we do about our suffering and transcending our suffering into meaningful lessons and experiences that can be passed down to others. In other words, we not only set ourselves free through the way that we handle our obstacles and in the pursuit of what inspires us innately, but we also end up setting other people free at the same time. And that wisdom spreads throughout all humanity. And that's at least my belief. That's that's what's compelling to me and what's meaningful to me and what I like to espouse uh, because it gives me it gives me an inspiration to really spread this content because this is a lot because I've shared a lot about my journey, my stories in life and the stories of my clients or the different stories that come from Zen, Buddhism and Stoicism. And they've really helped me to transcend some of my toughest experiences into meaningful lessons that not only improve my life and the quality that I experience, but improve the quality of the lives of others around me and people that I get to interact with. So that is my purpose for sharing this. And that's the importance of this. When we think about goal setting, because typically like I coach people to achieve their goals, but there's this whole back, there's this whole foundation of wisdom that is behind my methodology of how I coach clients to set goals. And it begins with some of these noble truths that we're going to be discussing today, because depending on how you set your goals in life and what you're actually moving towards, you could actually end up perpetuating your own suffering depending on how you do it. So rather than perpetuate our own suffering, it's good to have a base understanding of how to look at the world or how to think, not what to think, 
or what to think of the world, but how to have a perspective that is expansive, that allows you to transcend your suffering into meaningful wisdom for yourself and others that actively improves the quality of your life and the lives of those that you care about in a meaningful way, in a noticeable way. So let's get into it. So the four noble truths of Buddhism. The first noble truth of Buddhism is the truth of suffering. Now, some translations have said this as life is suffering or you will suffer <laughs> or there will be suffering. But the translation, as I understand it, is not necessarily a projection that there will be suffering or that life is suffering. It's not a belief system specifically. It is the truth of suffering, the experience of suffering itself. Now, another way that this has been translated is as the truth of dissatisfaction or unsatisfactoriness. So this can be broken down. This particular truth can be broken down by what are called the three signs of being. So the first sign of being is frustration. Now, frustration comes from the attempt to solve insoluble problems and to continue doing so throughout your life. Now, what is an insoluble problem? An insoluble problem is typically when somebody wants to just have positive experiences without any negative experience. When it comes to the sign of being of frustration, what's really important to talk about is what is called the backwards law, because the backwards law allows us to understand this in a much more tangible way that we can use throughout our lives. This is something that was talked about by Alan Watts, but Mark Manson put it really well in his book, The Subtle Art. This is what the backwards law is. The idea that the more you pursue feeling better all the time, the less satisfied you become. As pursuing something only reinforces the fact that you lack it in the first place. The more you desperately want to be rich, the more poor and unworthy you feel, regardless of how much money you actually make. The more desperately you want to be sexy and desired, the uglier you come to see yourself, regardless of your actual physical appearance. The more desperately you want to be happy and loved, the lonelier and more afraid you become regardless of those who surround you. Mark Manson. So this is what is meant by the attempt to solve insoluble problems. Many of us want the positive without the negative. We want the beauty without the ugliness. We want light without dark. We want up without down. Now, if we go through life in this way and we set our goals according to that logic, then we are setting ourselves up for frustration inevitably. What's really important when it comes to the pursuit of goals, when it comes to living life itself, is that the quality of experience that we want to pursue, we want to remember that whatever we ask for, we are going to create its opposite in the form of obstacles in our path. And those obstacles, like we've been talking about on many episodes, are there to allow you to set yourself free. So they're not something that we want to necessarily shy away from, but rather something that we want to welcome and understand that by shying away or denying or trying to vehemently reject the obstacles, we are actually setting ourselves up for a perpetuation of suffering through frustration. One of my favorite examples of this is something that was talked about by Tom Bilyeu on one of his motivational rants. And he talked about this idea of when you pray for things to be easy, you are praying for your own weakness. It is the whole idea of having a 50-pound dumbbell and saying, I wish this were lighter. You don't want to wish it were lighter. You want to wish you were stronger. It's very much like Jim Rohn said, don't wish things were easier. Wish that you were better. Or like Bruce Lee said, don't pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. All of these are taking the backwards law into consideration so that you are able to transcend the experience of suffering that comes from trying to solve insoluble problems. 
Now, the second sign of being is impermanence. Life has a limited amount of time, at least in this physical form as we know it. So when people try to make things permanent, they try to attach to things, they try to hold on to things forever, this is another thing that causes suffering, especially when it comes to people passing away in our lives. One way that this actually hurts us is that we think to ourselves, well, this person shouldn't have died. Now, this is a lesson that I learned very early on in my life at seven years old when my mother passed away. And it took me a really long time to realize that my mother's death, although it affected me deeply, was not about me. My mother's death was about her. It was her path. She is the one who passed away. And me believing that she shouldn't have is what ultimately caused a great amount of suffering that could have very much been avoidable had I learned that lesson a little earlier on. There are other people in my life, people in my family, who still believe that she shouldn't have passed away and more than 20 years later still suffer almost in the same way that they did when it actually happened. So we freeze ourselves in time, neurologically speaking, when we try to make things permanent, when we hold on to things, when we say things like that shouldn't have happened. And in stoicism, you know, there's this whole idea of aligning with nature, with this concept of amor fati, to love your fate, love what is. And this comes from Frederick Nietzsche. And amor fati is this whole idea of the love of fate. And the love of fate will help transcend the suffering and the frustration that comes from impermanence. So that is one mentality that you can have is to love fate, not necessarily look at it begrudgingly or with a, cr a grimace on your face, kind of enduring your fate, but really and truly loving it because that's what is. It happened in that way because that's how it happened. And lastly, the third sign of being is ego. And in Zen, there's this concept of non-self. In, in other words, saying that there is no inherent or automatic self, that the ego as we know it, is really and truly a social institution, something that we have adopted as the symbol for our individual experience. However, the ego is not itself the individual experience. Something that I always talk about is how the ego is not your enemy. Ryan Holiday, I know you wrote a whole book on that, and I love your work, but the ego is not your enemy. Your ego is a part of you just like any other organ that you might have. It's much more complex. It has all kinds of beliefs and stories wound up in it, but it is a sensation. It is a symbol for yourself. It is how we point to the individual experience that we're having. It is how we even have an individual experience, how we know that I'm going to bring my water up to drink to my own mouth rather than someone else's. It is how we have that illusion of separation where we ha get to have our individual experience, but it is not our enemy. It is simply the symbol that we use for ourselves, and that can be altered, that can be changed, but suffering will come if we are too attached and associated to that symbol of ourselves. If we get too invested in that, then we begin to take everything personally. We start to make everything about us, and anything that threatens or rejects our symbol of ourselves, we take it as a rejection of our true and genuine selves. So the ego is not itself the enemy, but the fixation on it, the putting it at the forefront of leading your mentality, your mind, leading the charge, or being the director of the goals and aspirations that you give yourself, that is what can get us into trouble. So the ego itself is not the enemy, but we can very much make it so depending on how we go about our relationship with our ego. If our ego is limited or if it is expansive, and that's something that we'll be definitely talking about when we talk about integral view, because integral view is what really opens up our identity. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. It is my mission to help as many people as possible to live a liberated life with unshakable inner peace through the content on this podcast. Subscribe to this channel with notifications on to be notified daily whenever we share a new episode.